Hello and welcome to the Anything for Sports podcast. I'm your host, Drew Jackson. I have with me today, Kaylee Walters. She is a freshman at CSN, plays for the CSN Coyotes. She played for four years at Coronado High School for their girls basketball team, averaged 15 points, four assists and three rebounds. Kaylee, welcome to the podcast. Hey, <laughs> it's good to be here. Thanks for joining. Of course. So I want to jump right into it, um, mm -hmm. and we're going to start with some of your background. Okay. Tell me where basketball started for Kaylee Walters. Um, so I had started playing soccer first. Me and my brother played soccer, and then he had gotten into basketball, and both my parents played basketball growing up. And, like, my grandpa, he's now he's retired, but he coached for 40 years. So it was always a huge thing. We always watched basketball, and they were from Michigan, so I would always watch basketball with them. And then I finally got into it and I was in like little youth league where we played boys and girls. And I just like, I started finding that a lot more fun than soccer. I still played both, but basketball when I was like four or five is when I started finding interest in it. So I started playing, but I wasn't very good, but I still played. And then up till now, it was always just huge in my family. So what was it about basketball that drew you in a little bit more than, than soccer? I feel like there's just way more to basketball. Like for soccer, there's the different positions. So like I was a striker, so I was just like, I didn't really do anything else for basketball. You have to do everything in order to win. Like for soccer, there's all those different positions. And like a lot of sports like that, like you have your specific little roles. But for basketball, you have to be able to do like everything. Whether that's like you have to be able to find your teammates or score, defend. Even if you have like a bad matchup, you have to be able to find your way through. Like, it's just way more to it, and I always just found it way more enjoyable than any other sport. Do you remember what jersey number you wore? Hmm. I was, like, I've been 14 since, like, fifth grade, and that's, like, our family number. So that's where I kind of got my number from. Before then, I was just whatever number they gave me. It was different every year because it was just random jerseys. So at what point did you stop soccer and say, I'm going to go basketball full time? Um. My eighth grade year, I played soccer up until eighth grade. Um, I had fractured my leg, so I broke my leg um, playing soccer. And then my club basketball coach said, you now have to choose because you're getting injured too much in soccer. And so I had to sit down and I like realized that I wanted to play basketball instead. So going into my freshman high school season, I stopped playing soccer and I was full basketball. There's a transition there that happens when you start basketball and you're still learning. So like you said, you're not that good at the beginning, mm -hmm. but there was something about it that made you like stick with it and say, yeah. I want to get better. Yeah. Do you remember kind of what helped push you in that direction and made you say like, oh, I'm not that good right now, but I, I think it's something I still want to keep learning, keep trying. Right. I always like I would just go to the team practices. Like I never really took it serious until like seventh grade, I would say. And like my eighth grade year, I was one of the better girls in middle school. Like not a lot of the girls had played for very long. Usually in middle school, well, when I played, it was like people had just started playing in sixth grade. So it was new to everyone. So like my goal was to just be the best in middle school. So like for my team, we went pretty far. We won a lot like when I was there. And then going into high school, it was kind of an eye opener that like it was way different. Like the the skill level was way better. Like all there the girls play. <laughs> yeah. So I went in my freshman year. I didn't play a lot so there was a lot of seniors and obviously I was a freshman and AJ had started so I was like all right like freshman can start like I want to play so I like had realized then that I wanted to work harder because I felt as if I could outbeat like those seniors I could outwork them whatever it may be they were very talented but I wanted to work harder 
So that was like a real eye opener for me was freshman year, like having to adjust to from eighth grade to high school, eighth grade being one of the better players and having to like restart going into high school. So early on, especially as a freshman um, on like varsity team, what were the things like that you brought to the team early where you're like, this is what I'm really good at. Like, mm-hmm. this is my like expertise or this is like what I can do better than anyone else. That's going to help me get extra game time, like help me get on the court. Yeah. Um, I was like my IQ had started growing, like I was becoming better at seeing the floor. So I tried to make an impact on the bench to be able to get in the, the game due to the fact that like our coach was the coach at that time was very set on if you're a senior, like you're playing. It wasn't like based off skill. It was just based off like seniority, like they were older, so they should play. Um, but I made sure to like help everyone where I could practices or games like what I saw. I would tell them to try to help them see the game different and see the floor. And I would just try to bring energy because our team, girls basketball, there's not a lot of hype teams out there. Like you just see girls play and they're just like, woo, like you can't really do nothing. Right. So I like wanted to bring that to our team. So that's what I tried to bring to like show the coaches that I was there serious. Like I was there to make an impact. When did you become a shooter? Because <laughs> like, when I met you, like that's what I remember. Like mm-hmm. that was the first thing. Like, yeah. and you brought a little bit of style to it. It reminded me, it's kind of like Steph Curry, like shoot from a little bit further. Like it was more dynamic. It wasn't just yeah. like plain basketball. I thought yeah. it was like really fun and enjoyable too, to mm-hmm. like watch. Even in the summer, like with the storm, mm-hmm. like you just came out and. Right. I, I could always kind of shoot, but like eighth grade year, I started being able to shoot a lot more. Like going into my eighth grade year, I would go into the gym and I would go like our our middle school, I went to Greenspun. They had a shooting machine. I would call the coach and I'll be like, I want to come in and shoot. So like my seventh grade summer, I would go in and shoot like a couple days a week, get like thousands of shots up. And I started taking my shot really seriously. And then like my freshman year, my shot was not good. Like it, I, it was it went in, but it was a very ugly form. Like my forms to the side already, but it was way worse. So then my freshman year and then COVID hit, I like took my like I did a lot of form shooting. I took it really serious. Because shooting is, like, a huge thing in girls' basketball just because there's not a lot of athleticism. Like, there's not girls who can dunk. They're starting to be, but there's not as much. Like, you, mm-hmm. there's a lot of girls trying to be shooters. Like, you have to be good. And especially being smaller, like, I have to be a good shooter or, like, a good ball handler. So I started just – I try to get shots up as much as possible. Like, through any workout, I make sure to get a couple hundred shots up, thousand shots up, and then I work on everything else through that. At what point did you start? And I would just guess this is something that's kind of tied to that, but mm-hmm. like the weightlifting part, especially mm-hmm. from like being able to shoot it from that range that right. I see you shoot from sometimes. <laughs> like when did you start saying like, hey, I need to add like a little bit of weight training in to allow me because right. a lot of girls can't, especially yeah. step that far mm-hmm. out. Like when did you add that that piece? Um, I had started lifting seriously probably during covid when I noticed that I'm like in high school when I played freshman year, I was getting like, I was just bouncing off people. Like they were so much stronger than me. I was so tiny. I was just like trying to run past them. And there was just big girls. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't want to run into them anything. So like COVID, I had met Charles, which is who I'm with to this day. Charles Sams, he's, he has his own um, weightlifting like program he does. And it helped me more than anything. Like I felt like I had a quicker first step. I was a lot slower before. I've I have muscle everywhere. I didn't even know I could have muscles. Like he he worked me out, and it's like I go there five days a week now, 
just to try to maintain everything. And he's helped me grow as a player, like way more than I thought. Like weightlifting comes into basketball. It matters so much more than people think. It just brings your game to like a whole nother level that you wouldn't think you need until you see. Would you say that's super important, like in girls basketball? Because I think that, yeah, like from the outside looking in, I think that's a piece that a lot of girls basketball skips. But yeah. the teams that like really go, like whenever I talk to girls on the team, like they're like, yeah, weightlifting is yeah. just like a part of it. But some I th- feel like girls basketball spaces like don't do that at all. Yeah. It's just like skills and, right. and shooting. It's like it also has to do with injuries. Girls get injured a lot more than boys just because we don't lift. Right. And girls just don't think it's an aspect in basketball. And that's why our athleticism has changed completely now because there are girls getting in the weight room. And now you see girls being able to jump, like touch yeah. the rim. You see a lot more of that. But that's because of the weight room aspect of it. Like it's not just, oh, I can dribble or I can shoot or I can defend. It's a lot more to it. You have to take care of your body. And that comes with lifting weights. So you can your muscles can maintain it. You're not just straining them constantly. So where did you meet Charles and talk to me about like that relationship and how that grew into, Mm -hmm. again, like you said, five days a week now, what it is today. Right. So I was working out at the basketball center and Coach Locke, he he coaches a program out here and he takes his kid all around. They all, all those boys on his team had gone to Charles and my mom was talking to him saying like, oh, my daughter, like she needs to get stronger because I I was playing AAU and even those girls were even bigger. I was like, geez. (laughs) So, um. He said, oh, I know a good guy. So we had went and Charles did an assessment. So he like assesses to see where you need work. So Mm -hmm. it's like very specific. He doesn't just make you lift weights. It's like specific to your body type and your like what your muscles move, the way they move, everything. And when he did his assessment, I was like, oh, like this is cool. Like he's actually because I had gone to lift before and it was just like everyone did the same thing. Like, let's just lift. And it wasn't specific to me. And I'm. Like, I have a specific body that I need to lift a certain way to not get hurt Right. when I lift. So when I met him, I've been with him for three years now. He, like, from then worked with me, like, every injury, everything that was painful, like, he worked through it. He found different things. And our relationship had grown. He's just, like, such a good guy. He will talk to all his athletes, like, story time or, like, be there for any of them. He's always there to talk to them. But he also, like, he trains DeMarcus Cousins, like, a lot of pros he'll train. And I just see a lot of his athletes have grown into like the, gone to the next level because of that weightlifting. So he's helped a lot of athletes. Do you guys have specific gyms that you work out of, like certain side of towns? Yeah, he worked. Um, he used to work at Meadows, so we would work out at the Meadows gym. And now he works out at the Las Vegas Sports Park. He has his own gym, so he built his own gym there, and it's really nice. They just built it like this summer, mm-hmm. like the beginning of the summer. He had just like finished building it. So starting in high school. What did your high school training regiment look like? Mm-hmm. And then now kind of shifting to college, like how has it changed, advanced? You know, right. how have you put in kind of like more load on to, to mm-hmm. adjust to the new level of, right. of play for college? Well, because of COVID, it was kind of hard to train. But then after COVID, my junior year, I would train at 6 a.m. because our school started at 8. I would train from 6 to 7, 15, and I would go to school. And then we would have practice after school from like 2 to 4. And then I would go to weights after that from like five to six. And then that would be my day. And I did that five days a week. And then Saturdays, I would just do lifting. I would just go to weights. So I had like a little bit of a break. And then Sunday, I take the day off of everything just to give my body a break. So that was junior and senior year. I couldn't do 6 a.m. because they moved the school like to 7 a.m. But I would train. um, I got out at 11. So I would train after school. And then I would go to team practices after that. And then the weights again. 
And then now with practices, like the summer schedule is different for college because we're not allowed to go full. But starting the 28th, we we go six days a week and it's like two and a half, three hour practices. And then we're going to start getting the weight room and then running a little bit just to get in shape. So I I feel like those the practices now with CSN, because even going the two days a week, it's just very like everyone's there to get better and everyone's there to learn. Everyone's super dedicated because in high school, there's not they're not going to have a full team of dedicated athletes. Right. It's just hard to find. But in college, like everyone's there and there's it's all support. Like all the girls are just there to help each other get better. And everyone pushes each other. Like you see girls in high school kind of hold back. They're like, oh, like, I got it's my friend. Like, I don't want to hurt them. But no, like we go at each other. And that's why CSN, like you can see we're like we're going to be a whole different team this year because of all the work that every single one of us puts in and like we help each other grow and all the coaches help as well. It's just like a really good team, like all together, coaching staff, players, everything. So when you look at kind of your high school experience mm-hmm. and the training we're doing, waking up at six, seven fifteen, training after, you know, how do you feel like an athlete's life is different than a regular student? Like how do you feel that like impacted you as a person compared right. to if Kaylee was just a regular student? <laughs> I go to school from eight to three and then I go home and just do homework. I feel like the biggest thing is time management. Like mm-hmm. when you're an athlete, you learn to manage your time. And if you don't, you're screwed like with school. Cause I would get home cause it was farther away. Like in the North, I'll get home at like eight or nine. And when I had AAU practices in my junior year, I would get home at like 10 because I would have weights and then right to AAU. Um, you have to find time like and in your classes, even where they the teachers give you time to do your work, where kids just kind of like play around like the athletes have to hunker down and like do your work then because you're not going to get home until 10 and you're going to be dead tired. You're not going to want to do homework. You just have to find time to you have to time, find time for everything to take care of your body, to to eat well. Like you have to find time to eat in between that and you got to make sure you get your homework. It's just like time management is a huge thing as an athlete. So that's something you had naturally or was that something that you had to like build over <laughs> yeah. time? Does like your parents like help you with that? Like, Yeah, my what? parents had helped me um, going into high school, like middle school wasn't bad because there wasn't like the workload wasn't heavy. And going into high school, I like had a huge like I was like freaking out my freshman year. I would have I would cry all the time. I'd be like, I can't do it. But My parents were like, no, you just got to work on like managing your time. Like in classes, I thought I could talk to people and like hang out. I was like, no, I got to sit there and I have to do my work. And then once I finish my work, then I can find time for like other people. Mm -hmm. But it was a hard thing my freshman year. I had to adapt like real quick because I was falling behind in my classes, trying to go to practices and to go to my other practices and train. But I knew it's what I wanted to do. So I made it work like you have to just figure out a way and then make it work. What was one of the biggest sacrifices you made during high school that you felt like? (laughs) hey, I skipped this or I didn't make it to this party or this event for, like, basketball and sports. I really didn't hang out with people. Like, anytime someone would be like, hey, can you come hang out? Or, hey, can you go to this party? It was always no. Like, I didn't really hang out with anyone in high school. And it wasn't like I was close with my teammates for the most part. And I had friends in my classes. It was just I didn't have time to hang out outside of school. And that's a huge sacrifice, but that was one I was willing to make. And it's, like, I'm where I am today because of that sacrifice. Like, if I wanted to go to that party instead of practice – like it, it changes a lot. So it's helped me grow to be like a dedicated athlete that coaches do want. So let's talk about your career at Coronado. <laughs> I think ending on you know, the extreme 
high note, you know, making mm-hmm. it to the 5A Girls State Championship game yeah. against Centennial. Yeah. You know, how was that experience your senior year getting to kind of take your team and lead them all the way to that point, which right. was, I think, the first in Coronado yeah, Girls history? Yeah, first in history. What was, that, what was that playoff journey like compared to, if you're thinking about, like, to your junior year right. and kind of how the season ended there mm-hmm. compared to, you know, the – a game against Liberty to take you into like basically to qualify for state. Yeah. Like what did what did that mean and what was that like? It was I would have to say like the biggest highlight in my like basketball career. That's the biggest highlight for me was this season because like Coronado was never a team anyone really cared for. Like they're just like oh like we're playing Coronado whatever. And we had a new coach come in and Jayla had come in and we had athletes that were willing to play this year. Like we we knew we could be good. We had a different coaching staff, everything. And we just, we wanted to surprise people. Like that was our goal. We put in so much work. We were on the track during the summer at 6 a.m. till 8 a.m. every day. We were, we went in the weight room and then we would go into the gym like as much as possible. And we were willing to work. It was just a really cool experience to see like a, a team come together and really want to like make make some like make people believe like we we all had hope and we wanted other people to believe in us so when we started winning games people started saying our names like you started hearing people say like oh like Coronado Mm -hmm. and I I thought that was so cool like people being scared because I would always be like when I was my freshman and junior year I was like oh shoot we have to play Centennial and Liberty like I would be scared but no like going into my when we played I was not scared like I was excited to play those teams because we could compete like I knew we could do it so when we went, like we had lost to Liberty during the season, so and it was not a close game. And I was like, we all worked for it. We all watched the film. We watched that game. We saw what we did wrong. So we went into that playoff game. Like Liberty, we're like, oh, we're gonna blow them out. Like that's what we went. They went into that game. We went into that game so hyped. Like this is our this is our game. Like we got this. And we played the best game we had our whole season. Like everyone was hitting shots. Everyone was getting stops. Like when it mattered, our team was more hyped than ever. Like, it was just all around such a good, like, game. And just we had such a great team. Like, that that's a memory. Like, those girls, never going to forget. We had just a really good bond. And I think just for us, it even making it that far was huge. Like, for all of us, none of us had made it that far. It was besides Jayla because Jayla had been at Spring Valley. But we all didn't – we didn't win. Like, none of us knew what winning right. was like making it that far in high school. So we like we shocked a lot of people and then we made it to state, which shocked a lot of people. And we went into that game like knowing what everyone thought. So like my mindset was just we have nothing to lose. Like they're supposed to win. So all we can do is shock the world. And if not, like we made it the farthest they've ever made it in our school's history. Like we already made history going into that game. So it was just a huge like. It was a huge season for all of us. It that's something that I don't think anyone on that team will forget. Yeah, I think from an outsider, and again being able to kind of capture it and, and film the games, mm-hmm. like you could feel a difference mm-hmm. with the team because I was at the first game where you guys right. lost to Liberty, mm-hmm. and the team is basically felt kind of like a new team. And you guys did yeah. have some adversity as far as like injuries, yeah, like Jayla getting hurt and yeah. coming back. But do you think there was a other than kind of like the attitude and the being prepared like was there any big difference you felt between that first game and the game you beat them I think it was just through time we didn't have as much chemistry and through the injuries like Gabby had been hurt Jayla had been hurt so it was trying to get we had to like kind of adjust the different 
we had to build chemistry again because we were used to a certain five and then a new five. We had two new starting. So then we had to get used to that. So I feel like going into that game, not having Jayla and I, Gabby wasn't in that game either. It was harder for us for sure. And, and everyone's mind was just kind of away. But once we, we like kind of got each other, we learned, we played more together and then we had them both back. It was just a game changer. Like even them slowly coming back, we just had built that chemistry from them being gone to be able to have those subs and still play the same way. So when he would make a sub, that like we didn't lose our energy. We didn't lose any of that. So I feel like just through time, like playing together, chemistry is a huge thing in basketball. So senior year, averaging 15 points, five assists, three rebounds. Um, you had a great Ball Dogs all-star game as well. <laughs> you know, taking those steps through your career, um, what do you think as far as senior year goes? Like, how do you feel about your performance? How do you feel you did? Mm -hmm. And, you know, all that training over time that kind of led you to that point now has taken you to CSN. Do you feel it was worth it? Yeah, 100%. Like, all those hours where everyone's like, oh, you're in the gym too much. I was like, no. Like, I know I'm doing this for a reason. And I'm just proving all those people, like, I, I did it for a reason. I made it to college, which a lot of, there's not a lot of athletes that get to make it to the college level. It's not common. It's becoming more common because people are starting to see that you have to put in a lot more work. And my senior year, I went into that year, like, my junior year, I started getting a little recognition. Like, people started noticing me a little bit because of all my work. And I had always been like, I'm going to put in this work for a reason. Like, people are going to recognize it. And... My senior year, I went in, I trained with Seth all summer. I trained with Charles all summer. I was like ready. I was so excited. I was like, I'm, this is going to be my season. Like I'm going to put everything I got into it. So I went into that season and I gave it all, everything I had. Like, and obviously everyone's going to have bad games. Like I had games where I could have done better, done more for my team. And that's the state game was one of them. Like I, I had a lot more to give. I was getting like double teamed. I just, it was a lot. So I should have given more. But besides that, like, my whole senior, my senior career, I felt like I gave what I could. And whether that was just like the, on the bench, like giving it to my teammates energy or on the court, making sure I made an impact in every way, like whether defense, offense, whatever, I tried to make sure I made an impact. And I wanted to make sure like that's when I realized junior and senior year, like teams had to be like, oh, like the shooter, like you got to face guard, whatever. So I had to learn how to play with that. So senior senior season was just I I. My IQ got better and everything. I learned how to play. The game just kind of got easier for me. Through all my training, I finally saw the game slow down and, like, everything I worked for, I saw. And I was just in the middle of a game. Like, I just saw, like, everything clicked. And I was like, all this work was for a reason. And it showed. I finally played. And we finally made it. Like, the farthest Coronado's made it. And no one really – no one thought at the beginning of that season that Coronado was going to make it to state. That's not what anyone thought. So now looking at post high school, mm -hmm. where you're at with CSN, what are your current and future goals for sports and then kind of post sports? Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm just going to try to work hard. Like there's for CSN, everyone's like we're starting from scratch. So he doesn't know who's starting anything. So like obviously my goal is to start or be first off the bench. And I want to make an impact in the game, whether I play for two minutes, 10, like whatever it may be. I'm going to make sure when I'm on the court, I'm making an impact. And my goal is to play there one or two years and I want to make it to a four year school. And my dream, like my goal as a, as a little girl playing, I want to play in division, a division one school. Um, so that's my goal out of CSN. And then from there, um, I want to be a physical therapist. 
And the reason for that is I want to be able to, I want to be an athletic physical therapist. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I want to deal with athletes more so, but I, I started going to physical therapy just to maintain my body. I had been injured for a little bit and then she had helped me come back. And I just was looking at all the athletes come in and get worked on, whether it's for sprained ankle or like ACL, whatever it may be. I, I realized that I want to be the one to help an athlete back on their journey. Like I want to help them back on track. So I want to help them get better as quick as possible to help them be able to play again. Cause I know what it's like to be sitting out and like, it sucks. So that's why like, was a huge thing for me, just athletes in general. Like I still want to be in the world with athletes when I'm done playing basketball. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm going to go to school for that. That's what I'm going to school for now. Okay. We're going to take a little left turn. <laughs> Talk to me about the Kaylee Walters crew. You got one of them sitting <laughs> over there spinning on the chair. Um, Tell me about some of the special relationships you've built over your high school career mm -hmm. with the girls on your team, with some of the girls just in the same sports space. Name right. some of those folks and, and tell me what, mm -hmm. what they mean to you. So AJ Wick is one of them. I met her my freshman year just from playing. Or we had known of each other from, through middle school, but we got close our freshman year. And she's like a sister to me. Like, I'll do anything for her. But she made me a better person, like, in every type of way, on the court, off the court. She made a huge impact on my life. Um, just through the basketball world, like club ball, I had met Gia playing club my junior year and she's made an impact on my life, like an immense one, like created me to be a better person. She pushed me to work harder at basketball and like school, just life. Um, AJ and her are like my two closest friends that I've made through basketball and my relationships outside of it. Like I've just grown, like even the Centennial girls. I'm close, like I'm closer with all of them. I played AAU with them at one point when I was younger, like eighth grade we played. Mm -hmm. All of those girls, like we all, I have a relationship with them. I talk to all of them, like Jada and them, they're all super nice. And through Liberty, like those girls, you just meet, like playing those good teams, it's just respect. Like you earn a lot of respect and you have a lot of respect for those people. And all those girls push me to be where I am too. So like I have respect for them for pushing me, whether like double teaming me and everything, like it helped me become the player I am. But my two closest friends would be AJ and Gia. Between you and Gia, who's the better shooter? Oh, I'm the better shooter, for sure. Okay. Um, so we kind of talked about friends, talked about your group of athletes, kind of that were in your support system. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, when we look at coaches, trainers, family, Talk to me about that side of the support system. Right. So my family from when I was little, taking me all my practices, soccer and basketball, my mom sacrificed a lot of her time to be able to take me to all those practices and everything. So I'm forever grateful for that because I would not be where I am without her. And my dad always worked full time. So he always he was the one who showed me like what hard work and dedication was because he provided for our family. We always had food on the table because of him and my mom and what they did. And my brother's dedication, like it, them three together showed me what I, like it, it showed me what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be with my life is I wanted to work hard, I wanted to make it somewhere and I wanted to be a dedicated person. Like that's the type of person people want, like whether it's at a job or a team, whatever it may be, they want dedicated, hardworking people. And then with my coaches, um, coach said, I've been with him for like six years or so. And he, changed my life like basketball and regular like he was like another father to me like he was I was really close with him I still am he trained me 
And he saw potential in me. Like a lot of people saw like, oh, like she's not good now. I'm not going to like work with it because a lot of trainers are like that. They want someone that's good now. He took me from when I was not very good and he made me who I am today. He would be like, come at 6 a.m. That's when he pushed me. Like I had to wake up at five and be like, oh, I got to go to training. But he pushed me to do that or he would have me come at five, any of that. Why? Because he knew that that's the next level. Like that's college. He he trained me from when I was in middle school for college. College athletes have 6 a.m. workouts. Like it's it's just preparing me for that. And he always wanted me to get the work in. And he would always try to have me work out. Like I worked out with Kelsey Plum, De'Erica Hamby. I worked out with them. And I worked out with like Essence Booker, a lot of the, the college athletes at UNLV. I would work out with them. He always put me in a position to grow and be better. He always put me like in a right position to just be able to learn. So even if I was making mistakes, like Kelsey Plum, when I was with her, I would mess up. And she'd be like, oh, like you're good. And she messed up. So like even athletes at the highest level mess up but there it's just it was a huge experience for me so said is like a huge person in my basketball career and my real life he would always be there for me no matter what like I could always talk to him no matter what he would always be there and then just Charles these last three years has also like been a huge impact like he always there for me and always like he would show up in my games him and said when they would come to my games like that meant more than anything to me because said's really busy Charles is really busy they're both busy they work all day and they like found time they canceled whatever it was to come watch me play so it just made me realize that there's a lot more to life than basketball like relationships are a huge thing and I've made like a lot of good relationships through this sport your mom getting to kind of follow along in your journey uh when you originally switched from soccer to basketball was she okay with it yeah so she was my soccer coach okay yeah so you said mom I'm sorry (laughs) She had never played soccer though. She was a co- she only played basketball. So she was a soccer coach. She <laughs> it was just a funny experience cuz I played soccer when I would just sit in the grass and like pick the grass and she was just the coach at that time. She's like, "Guys, get up, like kick the ball." So that's all she and then she went from that to high school and she would just she coached me for through that, but she had seen she saw that I wanted like, the love I had for basketball. So they all were very supportive, my whole family and me transitioning to just basketball. And she didn't have to be my coach. Like she put me in a position like with good coaches and everything. Like she looked through a lot of things to make sure I was at the right club, the right school to just be in a good area like for basketball or just for life. So she was fine. They were all very supportive with the transition from just soccer or both of them to basketball so being able to see you make it to a state championship mm-hmm. now being able to watch you play for or at least make it to play with the csn coyotes, mm-hmm. um, coyotes. <laughs> um what do you think that means to her to kind of see like cause she was watching all the mm-hmm. hard work you put in all the mornings all the driving back and forth now to see right. you have reached those levels and now be able to play at csn like what do you think that means to her i feel like it means a lot to them. Like, it's like a relief, like all that hard work paid off. Cause I, my like sophomore year when I put in all that work, I didn't have offers and a lot of girls my age had offers. So, and they were always like heartbroken for me cause they saw how upset I was that I just wasn't getting the offers. And I would try my, like play my best junior year. Even I didn't really get an offer. I only had CSN as my offer my junior year. And that was towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So they saw how like I was hurting due to the fact that I couldn't get an offer because I wanted to play at the next level and not having an offer is like, you can't do that. Right. So it's like, 
a huge thing for them. They're very proud of me and very happy for me to be able to play at the next level. And then they still like they're still there supporting me through practices, games, and they're going to be at all my games this season, just like they were my high school season. It's just yeah, it's cool to see everything just work out. So when you look at your journey, you think about young Kaylee. And if you were if you could talk to young Kaylee or if you could talk to some of the other girls that are out there just starting kind of going through that same journey, mm-hmm. what is some of the advice that you would give them? Um, it's not going to be easy, but if you really do have love for the game, it's so worth it. Like all the time and missing hanging out with your friends and all of that, like it's worth it. And a lot of people don't see that it is. But you'll see, like, you ha- you'll have stronger relationships through a sport than you will just, like, normal life. You always find a stronger connection. And I built a lot of my relationships through sports. And me putting in that time and not missing practices and all of that, it allowed me to play in college. And even in high school, I played a lot due to the fact that I did put in all that work. Like, my freshman year, from not playing at all or barely getting in the game, I started my sophomore like we played our summer season, but junior, senior year, I started and I had an impact on the game. So like all that work is worth it. And it's really hard. You're going to be tired and all of that. But I would always say like, you got to push through and find a way because it's really worth it in the end. So we're adding a new question to the end of the podcast episodes. So you're going to be the first to answer <laughs> it. Um, we're kind of taking this from all the smoke. They do something similar, um, but kind of as we expand to other sports and wanting to keep a diverse community of athletes that we're mm-hmm. bringing in. Um, we want to ask each of the guests to kind of give us not necessarily a recommendation, but another athlete in the community that plays for a different sport who would be a good guest for the Anything for Sports podcast. Is there anybody that you can think of in a different sport that would kind of fit that mold or that you would put up as a name to potentially has as a right. guest on the podcast? Yeah. So there's a cheerleader at Spring Valley. She is very good, very hardworking, and she, I feel like, Alizé Torres, very, very hardworking, very, very good cheerleader. I feel like she is a definition of, like, a good, hardworking athlete. That would be good for this podcast. When did you meet her? Have you just seen her cheer? Is there somebody that you know? Um, I had seen her cheer from when we played Spring Valley, like, even my junior year when I would go to their games. Um, but I met her through Gia. It's one of Gia's close friends. And when I would go to Gia's games, they would be cheering. And she was always, like, the best one. I would just be watching her. There's, like, some cheerleaders you don't watch. And then there's right. the one you're like, oh, that's so cool. So she is really good at what she does. So, yeah. Well, that's, that wraps it up. Well, that wraps it up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so, that like, sounds like corny. corny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that'll do it for fourth episode of the Anything Worse Words podcast. I'm Drew Jackson. This is Kaylee Walters. Thank you and good night. That was great. That, that was really good. That. Okay, we'll do that just not in that voice. Okay. <laughs> I think the voice made it. The voice made it. All right, we're keeping that in the yeah. cut. Um I'll do we'll do one regular just in case. That was super awkward. So I wanted to thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, I think this was a good interview to kind of give everyone your backstory and mm-hmm. let people know kind of about your journey yeah. where you're at now. Um, it's been really fun to watch you. Mm-hmm. I think I started on the journey with you during the storm summer ball. It's mm-hmm. kind of when I really remember mm-hmm. seeing you on that team and then getting to watch you your senior year at Coronado. Yeah, I think was really special. And even kind of watching the journey up to that, I think mm-hmm. there were some tournaments earlier, like. Halloween hoops yeah. or some that were, I think, at Coronado mm-hmm. that, like, watching you grow from that time to Kaylee at the end of the year, like, I saw 
like mm-hmm. a huge growth. And we're going to yeah, splice in you. somewhere in here <laughs> some Storm video, some Halloween hoops, and then some CSN. Right. Or not CSN, but some Coronado. And I think, like, mm-hmm. people who watch, you'll see kind of, like, even just during that period, yeah. like, the transition and difference. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, I wouldn't say the leadership, but, like, the command on the court I saw, you looked like a much more mature player at the end where you were mm-hmm. just, like, more confident. You are yeah. like, thank you. oh, like, with your shot selection, with, like, mm-hmm. bringing the ball up and everything, like, it was much more refined and that was only getting to watch you from like a year mm-hmm. so i'm super yeah. excited to watch like this transition in your journey with csn and mm-hmm. kind of follow you along this as well thanks yeah i'm excited thank you for joining mm-hmm. of course that was anything for sports podcasts wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and watching um you can find us on instagram at anything for sports and on youtube at anything for sports tv don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and we'll talk to you guys later mm-hmm.